Hello, and welcome to the Zone of Hot Truth, a podcast by three aspiring DMs where we talk about our opinions, takes, and uh, today, a very interesting situation, I think. Uh, so ordinarily, we go around the horn introducing people, but I'm going to delay that for a time uh, to just kind of explain the premise of this episode. So I think I've made it clear over all these episodes, I am not a DM who runs 5e. I have run it in the past, but I don't run it anymore for a lot of reasons. However, Grant and John love it. They are both 5e DMs, true and true. So today, what we're going to be talking about, and we're going to give Grant first word in a discussion with me, and then John will have second word later, discussing why 5e is the system that should be run and what makes it special to them. How are you doing, Grant? I'm doing great this evening. Baked up a ton of cookies, and they're delicious. So start us off. Why, uh... What makes 5e so special for you? So, um, I'd be lying if I didn't mention, maybe not lying. I should start off by just mentioning some, like, no, part of it is nostalgia. Because it is the first system that we all played together. Um, and it was, like, kind of our group's first time, like, getting our feet wet in the world of tabletop RPGs. And I think that has created, like, some underlying fondness that might be hard to get away from. But outside of that, I do think it is just kind of the best catch-all system that with some tweaking can basically let you do whatever you want and bolt on whatever you need for your game. I think it's like the most easily adaptable. So it's interesting you say adaptable as being its main focus or what's mainly special to you. Is that, Do I have that right? Yeah, I think that's a good way to sum up um why i have continued to stick with 5e despite the shortcomings i feel it has what makes it so adaptable what is it about is it a do you feel like it just does not have a lot of rules so that way any rules you put onto it aren't stepping on a lot of toes why why is it so adaptable i think it's kind i think it's because it's a great framework I think it has a lot of great stuff there and a great underlying scaffolding. And what it's missing, it, like I feel like it's not missing anything completely. It has the basic framework to do pretty much anything you want to do. And because of that, you can just like kind of bolt on a little bit of extra like kind of RP-focused rules or ideas you might have come up with, borrowed from another system or stumbled across uh, from a forum to like maybe flesh out that a little bit more if you want to take the game and lean it more into RP. Or because it has so many rules on combat, if you want to do what Matt Koval did and basically use it as a, a simulator for or like army level warfare kingdom level warfare like you can also just pivot into that direction because i i really do feel it has at least the framework to do pretty much anything you would want to do when you say anything you want to is that does that transcend genre or is is that anything you want to do within the context of heroic power fantasy or the minimum heroic fantasy I mean, definitely, uh, with respect to that genre, yeah. Um, but even leaning away from, like, kind of the heroic epic fantasy, even if you want to tell a smaller scale story, or a more grounded and a kind of more, like, kind of toned down 
with respect to the heroics, the epicness. I still think D&D can facilitate that. I can't tell you the number of times I've run smaller scale, lower magic or power level one-shots or short little story arcs that have worked perfectly within the realm of 5e. You just keep players at a lower level and or limit the amount of magic items you give out or that um, are available to them to begin with. Uh, you can also tell a lot of really compelling stories and interesting encounters and situations can be created even using the more basic and mundane uh, like kind of monsters and uh, kind of adversaries uh, that are published and available or kind of thrown out there and all of the various uh, D&D works. So I'm going to poke at you a little bit here. Uh, you're using a lot of conclusory statements. You're saying a lot of it is great. Um, you're able to. How, are, how do the mechanics enable you to do that? Especially when opposed to actual fiction-first driven games. Whereas D&D 5e is certainly a mechanics-driven uh, narrative game. Okay, that's that's a fair point, and I think I'm going to use, like, kind of RP and, like, kind of story-based elements of, the, of gameplay to, to kind of lay out my example. Sure. So if you look at the 5e player handbook, one thing that a lot of DMs who are more interested in the story and RP side of things might notice is that there are very few, if any, meaningful rules when it comes, like, how to RP, how to roleplay, like, how to handle social, non-combat encounters. The vast majority of the rules are focused on hitting things in the face, how to hit things in the face, and how you get hit in the face. Specifically, how to manage your resources. Yeah. Because uh, we're going cir- to circle to that in a minute. Okay. Um, but there isn't much context given on, well, how do you do non-combat encounters? How do you handle like, social interactions, and kind of that lack of, like, hard-set rules is what I feel gives me the freedom to bolt on the more, like, RP or social encounter rule sets that I might want to use for a story arc or for a one-shot or, like, kind of a mini-campaign that might only last, like, two or three sessions. I can very easily go on uh, drive through RPG or any of the other, um, or like Kickstarter and find some sort of 5e supplement that will have some additional rules to like amplify like social and RP encounters and add some more complexity and mechanics to them, some more bite other than the player just describing how they try to persuade someone asking for a persuasion role. Whereas if do you D&D worry about can- do you worry about knock on effect? Do you worry about knock on effects of Adding all this scaffolding? It's definitely a concern. Um, and you, I do find that I have to kind of limit myself at times to just keep uh, feature bloat or feature creep from just overwhelming the... Not, not just the players, myself, uh, even. But at the end of the day, because it is vague enough in a lot of its aspects, it ju- I feel it just gives me the freedom to like kind of add on t- these other systems. Because that is one thing that I've come to like kind of change my opinion on uh over the years is that I used to think 5e was great as is too. 5e is just kind of an okay system, but it does everything okay enough that I can make the tweaks I need where I need them to make it the system I want. I'm going to ask a hard-hitting question before uh we switch over to combat cuz I I do want to get your takes on combat. You said it's an okay system that enables you to do a lot of tweaks to it. 
I gotta ask, why not find an amazing system that you don't have to tweak so much or find an amazing system where you get to tweak a few things to it? Why why settle for okay? Because again, like D&D's greatest strength is also its greatest flaw, which is it tries to be, it's a jack, it's a jack of all trades, but a master of none, except for maybe combat. Whereas, oh, what's a good example? Let's look at a system we recently played. You might have to help fit uh, the name, like the Murder Mavens one, Brindlewood Bay. Brindlewood Bay. Brindlewood Bay, um, that's a game that, like, really tries to focus on, like, kind of social story narrative elements. And a lot of its rules are completely set and almost entirely to facilitate that. You're trying to tell a story. It's mimicking the old school murder mystery sitcoms TV shows, which might have had goofy stories, but that's irrelevant. It's a narrative-based game. Or Ten Candles. It's entirely focused on the narrative. And because of that, you're very much shoehorned into, like, you can't really change any of that part of the system because it's designed to exclusively do that and do it very well. And you can't really add combat to it or any sort of, like, kind of puzzle-solving things that have, like, crunchier mechanics because the game's not designed around it. Whereas D&D is designed to, to facilitate all of that. RP, combat, social stuff like meaty puzzles, soft puzzles. And it might not do it well, and there's certainly room for a more detailed discussion than we'll do today on how well it does all of those things. But it is set up to at least attempt to facilitate all of them. And that's why I don't try to look for it on other systems, because other systems try to, like, find a niche and excel in that niche and might simplify the other as- aspects of the game way too much for my liking. Like, Mouse Herder's a good example. Great game. I loved playing it, but the combat is just way too simple and dumbed down, and, it, like, I just don't find any enjoyment in it. Because it just, you always hit, you always deal this much damage, your weapon breaks after three. That's it. So we're going to go into that very briefly here is, um, you mentioned combat, and I mentioned combat too. Do you think 5e is a combat game? I don't think anyone realistically is going to disagree with that too, too much. Um, I hate to say it, but unfortunately, it, I, even I have to say it's combat first, even though I don't, I don't like to say it. Does it do combat well? Is it tactical enough? Is it fiction? Does it create a fiction enough? No, it, it's not a fi- Again, it's not a fiction first game. It's a mechanic first game. So do the mechanics that drive the narrative do they excel is that is that what makes combat special for you i think combat can be a little too meaty or like a little too nitty-gritty nuts and bolts at times especially once you get to higher levels um the feature i don't even necessarily want to call it feature creep but there's just so much you can do there's so many minute highly specific interactions and abilities and features that it really does just start to shift into like an excel spreadsheet (laughs) type situation for trying to optimize your turn in certain encounters while at lower to mid levels i feel like that's much less of an much less of an issue because the players have far fewer tools and you as the dm if you're willing to homebrew and put in a little bit of extra effort to like kind of make some custom and more unique and original monsters you can have some really fun and engaging combat because all the rules are still there 
for how to resolve all these interactions, whether you're using uh, vanilla stuff or something you homebrewed. And it doesn't get too, like, it doesn't get too overwhelming. There's not too much um, until you get past, like, that kind of mid-game, mid-level range where the game kind of breaks down and it just becomes, again, like you're managing an Excel spreadsheet almost. I'm going to ask you one last final question before we get to your final thoughts. Is D&D 5e fun to run? Do you think, as a game, that it's the that it is enjoying for you to run beyond what emerges from the game? Not the stories, but the actual act of DMing. Is the act of DMing 5e fun or special? I think it is. I think it gets back... I'm going to use Fandolin as my kind of example to make this argument. Playing through like the first like three sessions of Fandolin gives you everything I feel most players imagine when they think of D&D and just tabletop RPGs and the beginnings of some sort of fantasy epic starting from nothing and like making a name for yourself, your group, going through like kind of a meaningful experience. Like, you go through Kragmar Cave, and, like, there's the Goblin Ambush before that. You get your toes wet with, with combat, and you get into the cave, and do you try to negotiate? Do you try to sneak in? Do you just go in, swords drawn, torches at the ready, like, just ready to fuck shit up and take not take names? I, I butchered that expression. It's, but like, only Cl- it's only Clark. Clark's the yeah, name it's you're only taking, Clark, honestly. But like, he's tpk but, <laughs> but still, like, because he's so powerful... If you have a DM who has just a little bit of wit about him and might, like, tone back and, like, use a little bit of restraint throughout the encounter, like, you you get to feel cool, you get to feel powerful, and then you go to town, and, like, it's a fully fleshed out town. It has, like, you can go up to any building, and there's, like, a meaningful NPC, and most of them have decent enough, like, kind of story elements, or, like, that come up within the overarching Fandolin campaign. And, like, I think that whole experience is really great, and you can do, and it's very easy to recreate that um, when you use 5e. Okay, Grant, what is your final thought on 5e, and why 5e is special to run? I think my final thought is just gonna, it's just gonna be a rehash of a lot of what I've already said. It's definitely not the perfect system, and it has a lot of flaws, but it, it has just enough. There's just enough there, and it's executed well enough that you can basically make it your own. You can lean into any one aspect that you really enjoy as a DM, and if you have, like, a fresh group or a less experienced group of players, you can, like, tailor fit 5e to work perfectly for your group and what you want to do, because you can build up what you like, kind of deconstruct the elements you don't enjoy as much, or just flesh out the whole thing. If you want the super crunchy rule set in every aspect of the game, it's like 5e, I feel like, is the one system that lets you do that the most. If you're willing to like kind of put in the work and the effort. Okay. Which brings us to our next host, John. How are you doing tonight, John? I'm, I'm, I'm doing wonderful. I'm prepared for uh, like to rip your goddamn throat out. Such an interesting contrast in tone. So... <laughs> We just heard Grant defend 5e and describe what makes it special to him. Uh, the way we're going to do as far as format goes, is, again, is he, John will open up by just describing briefly what makes 5e special. I'll ask him some questions and we'll go into our patented final thoughts. 
John, what makes 5e special to you? Why should we run it? So, well, I'd like I, I can talk for a lot of reasons about why you should run it and like why it's special too. Um, like the so I guess to like approach uh, the easiest one to answer is uh, like why why five E is nice to run. Five E is the most populous system. Uh, if you are a DM, you will never you will never have to look for players. You will never have to like look for third party supplements. You will. It, there's just a, such an abundance of resources. I I guarantee you, if you Google any edge case rule problem that you have in the system with five E at the end of it, you're gonna get this. You're gonna get the answer to your question either from a tweet or some of uh, like RPG Stack Overflow. Where nerds are hold on, arguing hold on, about hold on. I'm weapons. interrupting this right away. You're telling me the reason Five E is special is because of Jeremy Crawford's disgusting tweets? <laughs> no, no, no. That's I, what I, you're telling me. That's not what I'm saying. Again, I'm breaking it up. I'm breaking okay, it up. Get to the point where we're not talking about Jeremy Crawford or Mike Murphy. I'm, I'm talking about why it's nice to run. I like pe- people give like people give D and D a lot of shit for ah, it's hard for the DM to run. I, it's like, ah, there's so many things that there aren't rules for. It, you pick up a fucking d20 and you roll a d20. It's, that's always the answer. If if it's hard, you roll it twice and you take the lower. If it's easy, you roll it twice and you take the higher. The answer is always roll a d20. Most of the time, I like when I, like players are doing something that I don't anticipate, I say roll a d20 as I'm f- like flipping through or Googling to figure out how best to handle this. Or I just won't do anything and I'll just gauge it based off of that and say, ah, I'll add something. It doesn't matter. It- it's-, it's at the table is so snappy to make decisions and calls because everything comes back to that. So let me ask you on that. You said being able to just pick up a D20 and roll and make the decision based on whether it's high or low. What's the difference between 5e doing that mechanic and me taking the board game Monopoly and just adding a d6 and saying, if you roll 4, 5, 6, uh, your oil baron can purchase this railroad? Are you asking me the difference between Monopoly and 5e? I, I, no, I I'm saying say the role-playing aspect. The role-playing aspect. You said the strength of 5e is you could just look at a d20. Why is that 5e strength as opposed to RPG strengths in general? No, 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 no. no. I, I, I said the like the... The strength, of, the thing that I was getting at was the strength of 5e isn't just the dice mechanics. Again, every, everything has that. The strength of it is you aren't, it's hold on loosely, but don't let go. Uh, that isn't a metaphor for masturbation. What do you, what do you mean by that, then? It, it's. <laughs> the, what do you mean by that? I, th- I mean that the, 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 there exists enough rules to bound of like what isn't what is not possible, but you don't have to spell out every single thing. I, I point to older systems grappling mechanics. I point to uh, Pathfinder's diplomacy rules for interacting with people. I, I you you get the idea. I, I point to uh, Brenda Wood Bay's interactions. Uh, for solving the mystery, like, uh, you can have these, like, deep, elaborate systems of, like, if this happens, then this happens, and it, 
where you have to know all of these rules going in, or you can just roll a d20 and figure it out on the fly. I think it strikes the the right balance of bounding players and DMs in what is reasonable and possible, so we're all talking the same language uh, without without like leaving people to like defend for themselves does a good job of saying like dm fiat of like the dm make your call and i appreciate that that's easy to run you said you said easy to run what do you think watsi has done best when it comes to making it easy to run is it the dearth of third party systems as you alluded to earlier or is it the or or what what it, what makes it easy to run and prep so Separate. Those are two different questions. What makes it easy to sure. what what makes it easy to run is what I have been talking about. Is the like fast and snappy decision making that you can make. It, Sly Flourish talks about in uh, like Im- improvising encounters where you, you roll a d twenty and add like plus seven, and then roll a d eight for damage. Uh, like there, you can you can improvise monsters very quickly. Uh, and, like, fiddle with stuff on the fly like that. I improvised, like, taking one damage when entering an AoE. It's it's very simple to add stuff, tweak stuff, and customize stuff on the fly or ahead of time if you want to plan out more. As for planning, um, I can can talk about that that is, like, a, a gap. In in fifth edition, but I don't think it's a. It, I wouldn't describe it as a problem. Uh, it's not the the last session I ran for eight hours. I s- ha- went in with no notes and uh, just uh, picked up the book and ran the dungeon that was in the book. I knew that there were going to be some like uh, two social encounters beforehand uh, and a brief combat with two imps. It. It uh, like zero thought was required by me. Like if I wasn't set on the insane goal of printing and painting all of my minis, uh, my 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 personal prep time uh, two two hours maybe, and that's two hours for a session. Two hours two hours for an eight hour session. Frankly, most of that happens on the toilet uh, during the work week, but like. Hey, that's the place to do it. I mean, you know, that's the thinking zone. So yeah, like I, uh, I guess the the thing that um, the thing that I would say is uh is nice about that is, uh, like, y- if you want to spend a bunch of time on it, like I know, having had conversations with Grant about this, I know he spends a bunch of time on it, uh, because he likes to think stuff out. He likes to make up a bunch of. Pretty maps and stuff like that, but um, you can spend a bunch of time on it, or you can just fucking shoot from the hip. You ran, uh, you've run stuff for me before, uh, without having put any prep into it. Uh, so it's not that it doesn't exist. It's well, just I think at that point that's me fighting the system. I don't, I don't and, think the system. I'll briefly to wait in and say I don't think the system was conductive to me. Handling it with no prep, I think when you're looking at maps and you're looking at the fact that tactical combat, uh, especially the way combat is written, uh, requires minis on a grid or something on a grid. It requires I, markers I, on a grid. I mean, minis is 
Minis extra, but dice on a yeah. grid. Something that represents a token on a yeah. grid. Uh, speaking of combat, uh, one of the things I remember you've discussed on plenty an episode is your players pushing on you with regards to combat's tactic. Is tacticality a word? Tacticalness? Tacticalness? I don't know. Use of tactics and the fact that uh, absent as a marshal, the best, most optimal move is I attack. As a wizard or spellcaster, the optimal move is I use control spell or I use damaging cantrip. There's not a lot of positional elements. There's not a lot of narrative baked in elements that aren't just rewarded with advantage. Uh, Not to mention combats do, regardless of how long they do, they do take time. It's very rare for a combat to last 30 minutes or less, like it's a pizza or a Domino's pizza delivery. What's your, what is your take on that? Is combat the way it's written engaging enough? Is it actually tactical enough? Is it mechanical enough? Or is that is it just trying to strike a middle ground and therefore missing each spectrum? I mean, it, it is trying to... Like, 5e is... The, my thesis statement of 5e is that it is a middle ground in all things. It's a middle ground in complexity. It is also a middle ground in combat. Uh, like, the tactics bit that you're talking about... It was a thing that I had noticed, and there's optional rules in the DMG that definitely encourage players to move around more. There's optional rules in the DMG that add other combat features, uh, so that you may, players maybe aren't just attacking. I chose to edit them slightly, based on having an entire campaign with advantage, uh, but now doing plus two feels great. So, it's... It, it, if you want tactic, if you want combat to be simple, it's it's got that. Um, and if you want if you want tactic, if you want your tactical combat to be more tactical, there is more stuff that you can do. And you, you talk about the um, I I hear the like the martial versus spellcaster like dynamic talked about a lot as like a problem, uh, and I think it's actually like a non-problem, frankly. I do believe that, like, from a balance perspective, uh, that spell, like, casters are more powerful than Marshall, but I've never, like, looked at a player doing sneak attack rolling a fistful of d6s and gone, ah, man, he doesn't feel like he's cool. I'm I'm gonna move you past the spellcaster Marshall thing, because I don't think that's uh, particularly interesting for this, this special topic, unless you're saying... That the martial spellcasting dynamic is what makes 5e special to you. I'm not saying that. I'm just saying that's a thing that people always cut on on 5e, and I think it's dumb. Okay. I don't think it's a problem. You mentioned 5e is a middle ground. Fair to say you think of it almost as like a jack of all trades? Sure. You're going to say master of none, but like... No, 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 no. I'm not going to say master of none. Well, my question to you, because... At the end of the day, I want to hear from you why 5e is special to you. Why would you run a system that does what your does things in the middle ground or of a not they're not it's not excelling in the feature you're looking at, and instead it's a middle ground. Um, unless you, what you're looking for is the middle ground, um, why not look to something that's going to target exactly what you're looking for and run a system that's designed for that? Because I don't think that those systems exist. Um, like, 
unless you're running a system for the thing that you want to do, I, like nothing's perfect. I like if you want to run Blade, if you want to run a heist game, Blades in the Dark. Are we really doing that name? <laughs> Listen, no, 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 it's, it's fine. true. It's true it, though. Like it's you should true. not probably run a heist in five A. I think you can just fine, but like if you if you want just like fine. okay, yeah, absolutely. Like there's, I you will not encounter any problems with it, and it will be fun. Both you and your players will enjoy it. However, the you can run Blades in the Dark, but then that's the only thing that you're going to be doing. You're going to be doing heists for the rest of it, and the the thing. The, the flexibility that exists in 5e is that you can do whatever. You 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 can be running a heist one session. I had players run a, a heist one session, and then the previous session they were, uh, like, battling a, uh, like, working their way through a revolving door puzzle of different rooms that were interconnected in impossible ways. Where and then the next episode they were like fighting ships on the high seas, and like you can bounce back and forth between all of these things like very quickly in the same campaign instead of just doing all right we're going to be doing grim dark uh, heists for this entire campaign until we're tired of it. I'm going to push on you real quick with that. What about the element of the fact that the game is designed, and I I, I think that. Failing to acknowledge this would be kind of having not read the player handbook fully. It's designed for a dungeon crawl or the bare minimum resource management. It's designed around the idea of taking long rests about resource attrition. How do you reconcile that when coming to the fact that, sure, I can run Blades in the Dark and make it a dungeon crawl. I just start tweaking the mechanics. If all you're doing is tweaking the mechanics of 5e, then what's the what's the difference? I don't think you can. I, that's the thing. I don't think you can make Blades in the Dark a, a dungeon crawl. I don't th- like uh, all of the all of these other systems that we're talking about have the theme of their of their setting of their story of what they're trying to tell so intertwined into the mechanics that you you can't divorce them. So so you're saying five E. Is not is is generic, and my question to you is, why choose generic when your I guess tell, correct me if I'm wrong. Your answer to why choose generic over specific is because if you're running generic, you can always you can bounce it amongst whatever you're trying to aim for rather than switching from specific to specific. Uh, yeah, the, the, what I what I am saying is that my favorite food is steak. I do not have steak every night for dinner. If I just had steak every night for dinner, I think that'd get boring after about two weeks. If the only thing that I could do with a system is murder mysteries, I think I'd probably get bored at with it after six sessions. Being generous, but I but I think, and this is before we get to your final thought. I think I'm going to counter by saying, I think though what you're saying with five E is, hey, five E is broccoli. Broccoli has protein, therefore you can get protein from broccoli. No, and I'm, I'm saying, saying, yeah, but sure, but why? I'm saying broccoli. Uh, I'm saying five. I'm saying broccoli. Christ. I'm saying five <laughs> E is a. Is, I'm saying five E is a buffet. I'm. I'm saying that 
you can go to the buffet and get or a diner, whatever. It doesn't fucking matter. I uh, don't don't give me your eyebrow cock. Your analogy is now like you're taking my analogy and just making it totally different. Like no, it's no, like no, no. I, it's like I said, you're comparing apples to oranges, and you're like, no, I'm saying airplanes and helicopters. Are you you said where's that said, coming from? <laughs> you said I, I'm saying one thing, and I'm saying that's not what I'm saying. I'm saying. That you compared an RPG system to a food. I used yes. a food analogy. You're saying, no, no, no. 5e is not food. 5e is a, a restaurant. I mean, it's not, it's not, like, Blade in the Dark isn't, have, isn't, like, isn't steak. It's having steak every night for dinner. And 5e is going to a diner every night for dinner where you can order a, a thousand different things off of a menu and pick what you want for what is appropriate you fuck we need to teach you analogies better john uh, what are you what's talking your final, about what is your final thoughts oh boy okay what I makes five i'm going to direct you specifically why should people run 5e what makes 5e special oh man 5e is special because i don't think there's anything that does so like i've talked a lot about like uh, the flexibility of 5e and what you can do with it and and all of that but I think the thing that 5e does best is your epic fantasy. If you want to, like, fight a bunch of monsters at once, and, like, a, a good fighting desperately against evil, like, this is where I think it, like, truly excels and sings. Being able to, like, I threw as many, I ran out of miniatures, and I can make infinite miniatures, and I used a dice to represent how many fucking zombies were attacking them. And my play and the rule set handled that and players thought it was awesome as they waded through this sea of undead flesh. The fighting against like the oncoming apocalypse. This is like things that I like other setting other systems can do, but I think 5e has as close to perfected it as it, I think it, it is available right now. So for my final thoughts, I'd like to thank John and Grant for sharing what made 5e so special for them. Uh, the reason why I want to thank them for that is because I think I, when I think of 5e, when I think of the highs of 5e, I think of when I first started running TTRPGs, running Fandolin, and how it felt like there, the system, it felt like the game was just truly full of unlimited potential. And it was just, this was, it was divine. However, as time goes on, as the more and more I've engaged with the mechanics, the more and more I've uh, engaged with uh, the way the game is managed, the way it's handled, that luster is lost for me. And I think that's caused me to, to obviously look to other systems but I'm always searching. I'm always thinking in my head, what if I ran 5e in this way, maybe could I recapture Fandolin? So I really, really, again, want to thank them for talking about a lot of the upsides to it. Uh, because for as much as I can sometimes be down on it, it does hold a very special place in my heart simply for the fact that it was so memorable and it was so that feeling of this can we can do anything. This game can be anything. So I want to thank you all for listening to this very unique and kind of an odd episode. Um, if you 
want us to want to hear us do things like this in the future, please let us know on Twitter, uh, leave us a voicemail on Anchor, or just reach out in any way. We'd really like to hear from you guys. Um, really appreciate all the the new listeners in the recent recent weeks. Um, so at the end of the day, thank you for listening. And what I want you guys to try to do is write a list of what makes 5e special to you and see if every game that you run in 5e can try to hit those points.